I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 217 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am grooving along. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just hanging out here in San Diego, trying to avoid Star Wars. It's a good thing we do a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, it is. That that works out really well. That's a good way to avoid avoid talking about Star Wars. You know what, you know what else is, is hard to avoid? What's that? The Instagram of Steel Saunders. <laughs> because for some reason, like, Instagram did something fucking dumb. And I'm not blaming Steel at all. But every Wednesday, when I decide... I want to go on Twitter. The very first thing I see is Steel Saunders' reaction to the episode of Book of Boba. And it's like a reoccurring thing. And funny enough, I thought last week, I'm like, I've done it. I've muted everything. I've muted everything. We're good to go. If I want to go on social media, let's fucking do it. Let's go. I find out I, I muted the wrong Steel Saunders. So does he have like a personal account as well as the Steel Wars account? Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, there's like 50 Steel Saunderses, you know, there's like Green Guide Steel, there's like Comedian Steel, there's Star yeah. Wars Steel, there's Gossip Girl Steel, like there are a bunch of different <laughs> yeah. variations of Steel. Mm -hmm. And I thought I had hid them all from my timeline. Like just n no disrespect, just to hide, you know, just reactions and everything, because like, yeah, I can't watch Boca Boba until like five or six o'clock at night because, you know, I have to go to work, unfortunately. But yeah. I just, it every time. But thank God, finally, like I figured out Instagram. And for the next week or two, I will not be seeing Steel Saunders on my timeline. It's like a mini vacation. Yes. But I, I do miss Steel. I, I can't wait for Celebration to go hang out with him again. Because the last time I saw him, I was very drunk. And I don't remember much of it other than, like, me telling him, like, like just weird, like, job things. And him just looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, that's every conversation I have with Steel, to be honest. is just him looking at me being like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
because that's that's really all like i feel like like when britney gets drunk like i gravitate like towards like one thing to discuss like it's like the last thing on my mind or something so like just like how like when sal and his wife were talking about like the stripper pole like i was like i need to dance on the stripper pole on the party bus like i don't know why i need to do this but yeah I managed to avoid all spoilers, which was good in that there's a couple things that happened that I really, really enjoyed. Though I probably could have used the the spoilers on the things that I hated because it would have softened the blow a little bit if I could have prepared myself beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew like something was up because uh, our our good friend Chris Fresh from the Geek Dudes had DM'd me saying he really was interested to hear my reaction to the episode on about eight different levels and I'm like oh no this this means there's lots of shit happening wait wait are we talking about like the same Chris Fresh like the, the Chris Fresh that like I personally haven't heard from in many weeks this is the same Chris <laughs> Fresh that messaged you and oh, asked you, want him you- are you your so you are encouraging fresh to slide into your dms is what you're saying i mean i miss the banter like i would be i would be stupid if i sat here and been like you know what like fuck chris fresh he's a monster like no man like i give you shit you give me shit like it goes all around like i was so disappointed when he posted something on his Instagram, like saying like him holding a mic or something is dangerous. And I replied, especially when you fart and he didn't say anything. Like, I thought that was fucking funny. I'm like, well, yeah, because he records, then he farts into the microphone because like he's an animal and like, I respect that. But that got like nothing. And I'm thinking, what the fuck did I do, man? Like, do I really have to tell my sister that he says hi? Like, will me telling my sister that Chris Fresh says hi, will that repair the relationship I once had with Chris Fresh? Like, I genuinely want to know. Unfortunately, he won't hear this because he told me he wasn't going to listen this week because of how much we hated this episode, which, okay, here's the thing. And I say this, I love, I, everyone knows how much I love Chris Fresh dearly. Don't tell me you aren't going to listen to the podcast. I don't care if people don't listen to the podcast. Like even my friends, I don't encourage anybody to listen to it. I just don't want, I don't need to know that you're not going to listen. Yeah. Like, why would you say that, Chris Fresh? Like, I, I, like, for like a couple minutes was sitting there being like, you know what? I miss hearing from you, Chris Fresh. But right now, after hearing that, I'm like, you know what? Let's retract all of that. You know, you said that you don't want to listen to our podcast. Like, why? That's rude. That's like me saying, like, oh, there's a new episode of Geek Dudes. Fuck that. I'm going to listen to Blue Harvest. Like, why would I do that? Like, that's so mean. I understand his reason not to want to listen because if you really like something, it's it's not fun necessarily to like depending on the ways you like it and the way somebody just like it. it's not necessarily fun to hear somebody running it down i totally get that just don't tell me there's things you do and you don't do like telling someone i'm not going to purposely listen to your episode <laughs> i mean yeah. sometimes it's great to get different perspectives you know sometimes it's really hard to get good perspectives when everyone's like given like hand jobs to like something when like sometimes like the hand job isn't necessarily it, sh- it yeah, should be a hand job 
No, you gotta you gotta earn you gotta earn the hand job. You gotta earn the hand job, exactly. And did this episode earn a hand job? No, this episode earned a chastity belt. <laughs> okay, I mean we got other stuff more important things to talk about before we talk about this episode. Oh no, we have to talk about like the most important part of this episode. Possibly the part of this episode that might diminish my anger like just a smidge. Okay, well, I was, I mean, for, I, I mean, I was just going to say that we should talk about Peacemaker and shit first, but fine. If you just want to talk about Star Wars, no, you can just talk no. about Star Wars. No, no, honestly, fuck Star Wars, because I want to talk about Pam and Tommy, because that was, like, an interesting experience. How's Peacemaker? I, it's, and I, it's so weird to say this, because it's not just good for, like, a superhero show. It's genuinely, I think, one of the best TV shows I've seen in years. Wow, I'm still in episode I, four. I did not expect it to be as good as it is. It shouldn't be as good as it is. It is a spin-off of a superhero movie. Granted, a superhero movie that I liked, but still. It, I shouldn't like it as much. I like No, I should like it as much because it's that good, but it, it, it shouldn't be that good. It's weird that it's that good because it doesn't have to be. It's a superhero show. They don't have to be good. People will love it anyway. But James Gunn is so good at characters and making his characters people and making you care about them and making them flawed and interesting while still while still having the show be totally funny and super violent and cool and the cast is incredible um the guy who plays Mern and I won't I don't want to spoil it for you but he has this great monologue in the last episode that was just like stunningly good performance John Cena how is he that good? I I like, it makes me angry how good and how talented he is. He is. Um. Ugh, I can't can't believe I'm forgetting her name. The woman from Orange Is the New Black is Danielle Brooks. Is that her name? Yes, she's I fantastic. Love her. Steve Agee, I always love, and he's so funny on the show. It's just, and you give Roger. I mean, Robert Patrick is scary, like neo Nazi, like. Ugh. It's so damn good. And I, I really hope they do another season because I am fucking loving it. Yeah, I I really like it too. I feel like I've been distracted from watching it due to the Winter Olympics, which, oh, some fantastic ice skating, people flying on skis and shit, snowboard and shit. Like... I underestimated how much I loved the Winter Olympics because, like, it's all good except like curling's not really my thing. But like, I love. I've watched like I watched a bunch <laughs> of curling. I, 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 I find it soothing. Also, I do not understand it. Like, I get the kind of general idea in terms of sort of like shuffleboard of you're sliding the thing and you're trying to get it. But like the actual rules, I watched like four games this weekend. Do not understand how it works. I know I I was watching it too and I was like what is this and I think I was watching like like speed skating or something and I was like I do not understand what's going on at all then finally I understand and then they already gave out the medals I'm like well fuck me then I have four more years to figure this shit out (laughs) I like the winter because I like that there's so many weird things in the winter olympics like I feel like the winter olympics has more weird things like it's weird that one of the winter olympic sports is 
you ski and then you shoot things and then you ski and you shoot things like that's so weird weird. i know and it's like you could be really shitty at skiing but like be a really good shooter and you could fucking win the medal like it just it's insane like just what things people put together and thinking like of how like let's do shooting and then skiing and then back to let's do swimming too or i don't fucking know i didn't finish watching that i have them all recorded though so i have some nice pure entertainment for the next couple weeks i'm stoked yeah i find the winter olympics is good just kind of like background noise like there's stuff that i watch watch like i watch figure skating oh but, yeah you have to yeah but the winter olympics i can just sort of have on and and look at occasionally because there's so much stuff that's really fast like luge and bobsled and you know a lot of the the downhill skilling, skiing stuff is like people's people be done in 10 seconds and I, and that's that's good yeah, I really enjoyed the luge. I enjoyed, um, I think it was, like, men's um, snowboarding, too, where they do all, like, the flips and turns and everything. And always ice skating, for me, is always a favorite. I got to watch, like, the singles and then, like, the couples and that really cute little uh, Russian girl who totally, like, made records yesterday. Oh, my God. You know what I really love to watch, which looks both fun and also like something that would kill me instantly is the skeleton which is like the luge except you're going down head first oh yeah how do you that is one of those things where i'm genuinely like i don't understand how you get into that sport word of mouth because like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like something you can do casually and it's like it's not like my high school had a skeleton team, and so you could be if somebody pulls you aside and go, "Oh, you're really good at skeleton. Maybe you could be a professional skeletoner." Like that's not a thing. Like you get with you know track or something. Wait, you're telling me that you didn't have the skeleton club at your high school? <laughs> Granted, maybe maybe like in some like the Scandinavian countries and places way up north. I mean, I'm probably not skeleton club, but those winter's sports are much more practiced mm-hmm. and so there are people who do them like on a club level i guess but still it seemed bananas to me i also very much want to do ski jump even though i would break all of my bones it just looks amazingly fun i mean i wouldn't even get to the jump part i would fall down on the tracks but that's okay it's just if so i got majestic. to the point if i got to the point of jumping and you're flying for like a couple of seconds i feel like that would be incredible feeling and it's just amazing seeing them that are they're able to go like a hundred yards and like that's like a whole fucking football field you're fucking flying like if i were an olympic athlete like i feel like that would want to be my sport because like you're flying like you're getting olympic medal for your country for flying like you are flying like the fucking eagle you know god bless america i'm flying like that's amazing yeah yeah it's very cool Ugh. But I also watched the three episodes of Pam and Tommy. What do you think? I thought it was I thought it was good. Um the music was too much. Like it's too on the nose, too like I'm a 90s show talking about 90s things. Mm. And it was like every single segment was like this 90s song and this 90s song and this 90s song. Um Sebastian stands amazing. Um, yeah, 
Lily James is good too. Um, I feel like after reading a lot about the show and how it's a really sensitive subject for Pamela Anderson, yeah, it it really makes me like hesitate. Of course, mm-hmm. you know it's an entertaining show, but also like at what cost? But yeah. It, yeah, so that that kind of bums me out, and just like reading about like how it's like a really traumatic time for her right now because she feels like she's having to relive all of this because it's on TV. Yeah, I was I was because I I watched maybe like the first like half hour of the first episode or something, and I'm just like I don't know, like I just wasn't like really feeling it entirely. And I was talking with my with my brother about like like why that was, and and he pointed out, well, it's like. The whole show is centered around this thing where this really personal thing was released without her consent. But then they released this show without her approval or involvement. And that's gross. Well, the whole existence of it is gross. Is, you know, someone stealing property for someone who, you know, screwed them over. And then stole a tape from them, and then without both of their consent, that you know what I want to earn some money. Like let's put this tape out there, and for someone like Pamela Anderson who was really trying to, you know, boost her career up, which is something I didn't know until watching the show. Like I understand how traumatic that is for her, and you know she was pregnant going through this too. So also you know like. You know, my maternal, you know, instincts are like, oh, my God, like, I don't know what I would do if, you know, I was celebrating, you know, becoming a mom for the first time while also going through this traumatic experience of, you know, my career is ruined because, you know, there's a sex tape out there with me in it. Yeah. And and so it'd be very different if this was a show that she she had produced, if she had been like, I want to tell this story. Because I think I think it's worth telling and I think it's interesting. That is a very different scenario. Just like if she had released her sex tape. That's very different than somebody leaking a sex tape. Yeah, it's just overall, like, kind of upsetting to watch. Because it's, like, I feel like it's, like, centered around, too, like, Seth Rogen's character. Which is, like, yeah. one of the guys that stole the tape. Or the guy that stole the tape. And it's, like, it's trying to make you, like, feel bad for him. But honestly you you don't like he did a terrible yeah. thing like honestly like it it is like i feel like on a level it is just it's a type of sexual assault totally somebody's sex tape yeah because it's not only an invasion of privacy but it's something like really deep and really personal and you know it's not meant for everyone's eyes and everyone's seeing you the way that only your intimate partner should. So, like, yeah, and, how is that yeah. okay? And this idea that, like, somehow because she had done Playboy and shit like that, that and then it's okay. I'm like, no, she chose to do those things and she got paid to do them. Like, that is a very different thing. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, too, you know, talk about, like, Kim Kardashian saying, like, you know, she's only famous because of her sex tape. Also something that, you know, was released without her consent. So I feel like, you know, I really hope in the next couple of years, like, we can talk about, like, stuff like this, about, like, no tapes being released and talking about consent. Because consent is so important on, in so many ways that, like, people don't realize. Like, releasing, releasing these tapes, I don't think a lot of people have realized, well, 
you know, did she have the consent? But also the show, too. Like, I was reading that Lily James had tried to, like, reach out to her, too. And, of course, like, she didn't say anything. Because this is, again, like, a really traumatic time for Pamela right now. So I'm interested in, like, continuing the show. But also, like, it, it is really sad watching because you're watching someone with, like, so much light for life and so much, like, hope for her future career. And just knowing, like, what happens. And especially with her marriage, too. Because Tommy Lee was... A horrible is a horrible abusive man mm-hmm. so watching that's going to be very uncomfortable but i don't know it's it, it really sucks like it overall it, it really sucks that something exists out there times two out of someone's consent yeah 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 i just i, I don't know i feel like it just seems all very grubby to me and I like I'm not, and and I'll say I was like I might still watch it because sometimes I do grubby fucking shit, mm-hmm. but I don't know I don't know I haven't decided yet. Well, let me know if you get to episode two because I want to know your opinion about something that happens that episode. Okay, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's so much stuff I'm watching right now. Oh my god, the. Because I, you know, I had said that I was kind of unsure on the Gilded Age after mm-hmm. the pilot. Because the pilot was like an hour and a half long. And it's so much like, here's this character. Here's this character. Here's this character. Here's this character. Episode two is so goddamn good. It has one of the most satisfying fuck you scenes I've seen on a TV show in a long time. And oh my god, it's great. I love it. It's a good show. Oh, is this the show that we're ditching for Star Wars? Yes. Okay, yeah, good. We're going we're gonna to be a, the Gilded Age podcast. We can talk about the pretty, pretty dresses and oh. the the very, well, I mean, he's like some, like, railroad magnet, so you know he's actually, like, a t- magnate, so you know he's a t- not a magnet, but, so you know he's, like, a terrible dude, but he does some very sweet stuff for his wife, and he's handsome and has a nice beard. I'm into it. It seems like a, a less stranger Bridgerton, because, like, Bridgerton... I feel like is only famous because, like, look at us. We do 1800s version songs of Maroon 5. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just fucking weird. I mean, like, I watched all of it. I mean, I skipped through a ton of it because one episode is just them fucking to Taylor Swift's wildest dreams. Like, for, like, the whole fucking song. Okay, guys, a uh, bit of an awkward transition here because we lost Brittany for a little bit and she had to restart her computer and we lost probably part of the recording. I don't know. Uh, we were talking about Bridgerton or some shit and Taylor Swift's song and then Brittany froze. So that is why we have an awkward change of topics now. Sex. It's, That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad that I get to edit this week. Um, <laughs> anyway, Gilded Age is a lot of fun. You should watch it. Yeah, I'll look into it after all my shows are done and the Olympics are over. Like, once the Olympics are over and, like, March hits, I'm, I'm like, fucked because, like, of work. But I'm less fucked because there's more opportunity for me to get home in distress from how busy work is going to be due to shows I can watch. Yeah, there you go. And Gilded Age will be a good one with that because, like, it's not, like, an emotional investment. That's good. Yeah, because I feel like shows that, like, I'm too, like, emotionally invested in. Or, like, we've been watching a lot of Euphoria lately. And, like, that's a lot. And, like, this episode was, like, recently a lot, too. 
So, like, that's rough. And it's, like, Sunday night, too. So, like, you're going to sleep thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck is going to happen to Rue? And I can't believe can't believe everyone knows about Cassie now. But, you know, like, it's... Yeah, I, I like shows like that that doesn't get you too invested. Yeah, sometimes I just want a show show. Yeah, you know, there are some shows that I really like you know, in the beginning, they, like, start off, like, really good, and then, like, mm-hmm. for some reason, like, yeah. it just, like, goes to, like, a complete halt, and it just turns into, like, horrific shit. Like, the most, like, the worst thing that you could possibly think could happen, and then it happens, and then you're like, oh my god, like, this is the thing, the exact thing that a week ago I was saying, this better not fucking happen. And what do I do now since it happened? Well, let's start on a positive note because this episode of The Book of Boba Fett starts on a very positive note, which is there's some pikes out in the desert. Seemingly, as, as Robbo pointed out to me, it seems like they all drove out in a car together to the middle of the desert to do a drug deal with themselves. But... <laughs> Then we see from behind um, half of a buttock and a holster. And I thought, I recognize that half a buttock and holster. That is that is our good friend, Timothy Oliphant. And lo and behold, Cobb Vanth looking sexy as fuck. Although very, very thin. I don't know if it was this particular outfit or something, but I think Timothy Oliphant has lost some weight. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's okay. Maybe we can lend him some cake that we summoned, like, for him to come yeah. on the show. Yeah, like, he didn't necessarily look unhealthy, and he's still, again, hot as fuck and has the amazing hair. But he looked very, very skinny. But then he does some cool cowboy shit. And it's like watching uh, watching Reagan on Justified, only he's in Star Wars now, and he's being cool as shit, and he shoots a bunch of pikes, and then he kicks over their drugs. And I thought... Oh, I like this episode. I really liked the beginning of this episode, too. Like, seeing Timmy was fantastic. And then, unfortunately, this episode turns on a nightmare-fueled turn. And the Mandalorian decides to go to a, a planet. A planet which, Emily, how the fuck does he know where to go? Tell me, Emily, how the fuck does he say, you know what, I'm going to go find Grogu. And I know exactly where Grogu is because Dave Filoni gave me the Find My Friends app on my iPhone so that I can go visit Grogu whenever I fucking wanted. Because it's very convenient for Dave to say, you know what, yeah, you know where he is. I don't know, like, I don't... I don't pay close enough attention. It's totally like it's totally possible that there's a good there's like it's in the show why he knows where he is. I don't I don't even care about that. No, it's okay. I care about how bad it is. It's okay. Like Dave will find a re- Dave will sit down at the fucking table again and he'll share with everyone with that big fucking smile on his face. Like, oh yeah, you know, Mando knew and you know he knew what he was doing because like yeah they had discussed this before. Like there was a scene that we were supposed to put just. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't care. Like, 
it's it's just it's fucking bullshit like the fact that ahsoka is there seemingly i mean besides the fact that dave filoni has a huge fucking boner for her she is there just to tell the mandalorian to go away is stupid like there's no reason for her to be there other than she's dave filoni's fantasy character it is endlessly irritating it's also endlessly irritating that she is like a proponent somehow of this whole like no attachment bullshit and like when we see r2 i'm like oh no because i know i don't get wrong my oh no is not about r2 because i fucking love r2 r2 is great my oh no is because i know what's going to happen next which was going to see this horrendous fucking Frankenstein Luke Skywalker where none of it is Mark Hamill. It is a fucking computer-generated bullshit. Even and, and I was wondering, like, why is the voice so terrible? He sounds like a goddamn robot. And that's because it's a goddamn robot. It is a fed-into-AI thing. There's no actor there whatsoever in terms of any part of it, really. Like, you have a guy in a, in a fucking, like like outfit i'm sure who's running around the forest but it's not even you know it's not even a thing like like samuel jackson captain marvel or the characters in the irishman and martin crusaded where they're doing the actors giving a performance and they are de-aging them however bad or good it looks this is completely computer generated bullshit on every level there's no performance there. It is dead-eyed, emotionless junk. I, it is. There's this whole thing now where the the audiobook industry is talking about how they're going to do this, where they just like feed somebody's voice into an AI, and then that's how they do books from now on. And everybody is like, "This is the worst idea anyone has ever had in the history of audiobooks." It is horrifying, and it's that like. Showing off technology for no other reason than you can show off technology. Get a goddamn actor and cast them in the role. Or at least get a fucking voice actor who can do Luke's, young Luke's voice. It is, it's gross. I hate it. I hate it as somebody who enjoys movies and television and thinks acting is important and that we should be giving actors, you know, actual roles instead of putting everything on goddamn computer. Uh, it's upsetting as somebody who cares about these characters. I just hate it. You know, I was thinking of how I wanted to address everything today without you know, pointing fingers at Dave and John Favreau and, you know, pointing fingers at, you know, everyone being like, how, 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 like, how is this okay? But I think deep down, I am genuinely hurt that this is what Star Wars has turned into and hurt that Star Wars is catering to the worst possible part of fandom because I personally see who is enjoying this the most. I see it and it's insulting to me that what I care about Star Wars and how I feel about Star Wars and what I think Star Wars is, is no longer what it is. And it's turned into this fan service CGI bullshit where actors don't mean shit anymore and we can just replace people with robots. And I think it's insulting for... The person, I mean, not, yeah. not that George Lucas ever cared about acting. 
No, he didn't. You know, Star Wars is about, you know, story and growth and, you know, mythology and all these things. Not some CGI fuck going around thinking that he's cool as shit talking to Grogu being like, you got to do this, you got to do this. You know, you can't choose both. But also, um, continuity or continuity, whatever, like continuity. Yeah. I'm very disappointed that Star Wars has turned into this like fan fiction legends bullshit where all of a sudden Luke is this Jedi master who like knows about shit from like 50 years ago where like attachments were forbidden and okay I gotta say that having Luke Skywalker of all people the guy who left his training to go save his friends the guy who ends up winning because of his father's attachment to him and because his friends like han solo come back and save people because they care about them to have him of all people tell a i mean i want six-year-old basically like i mean yeah i guess you know he's 50 but they live forever he's like he's like a six-year-old he's a goddamn little kid and to have him, of all people, tell Grogu, you can either be a magical space wizard who saves the galaxy, or you can see your dad. But you have to choose, and you have to choose right now. Is So I posted, like, I posted about this on our Twitter, and somebody DM'd me because I had replies off. I mean, like, do you think that they're showing this as being Luke being wrong? And I thought, if... If that is where they're going, that's great. But, like, because it should, like, if you're showing Luke, this is something Luke believes, but we're going to show that this is actually him, like, clinging too much to the past and, and, you know, wanting to be this wise teacher and this is a flaw within Luke that he'll learn from. That's awesome. Great. Luke should be a, a flawed character. But that's not how they present him at all in this episode. He is this perf like he even has this like or like golden aura around him in every shot they have where he is now like the wise Jedi master who is completely serene and knows everything and is like better and smarter than everybody. And so to have that and then have him at you know, give Grogu this this ultimatum makes me think and i hope that i'm wrong you know like we'll find out it makes me think dave doesn't realize that this no attachments thing is bullshit i think for someone like dave who spent an eternity with the clone wars like i think that he genuinely feels that you know the prequels were star wars and i think that unfortunately you know i I say this is a prequels fan but i think that you know, a lot of people grew up with the Clone Wars. More people than I thought. And this is what Dave is turning Star Wars into, is into the prequels where there are all these rules for no reason. And we're forgetting that in the original trilogy, there were no fucking rules. Well, it's also just like, I mean... Like, Dave is the guy who had Ahsoka fucking, like, leave the Jedi because she thought they were fucked. And so I don't understand how this is, like, how he writes her now. It seems very strange to me. I, also, all right. 
I, there are people who have been like, oh, people are just upset. If the show wasn't called Book of Boba Fett, then people wouldn't mind so much about it. And like, no, because the first, this is only seven episode show. And the first four episodes were all telling one story. And then in episodes five and six, you suddenly have this other story. And I can, I can give you, you know, oh, we want to show that the universe is all connected. We want to bring characters in and out. Bring in Mando. Fine. I don't think you need to, but do it. Yeah. Have him, have him helping out. You know, it makes sense that they get Mando to go talk to Cobb Vance. Because he's the one who has the relationship with him. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense to me. I don't mind that. And if it were, you know, if you had a 15 episode season, I don't even mind you taking one episode to go, here's how Mando got to this point. But then to have this Grogu Luke stuff, which has nothing to do with this story whatsoever, not even in terms of the actual story, but just thematically it doesn't connect at all, is bad structural storytelling. If you wanted this to be a show where this whole universe is interacting as one, do it from the first fucking episode. I don't think you should. I still think that's a bad choice, but do it from the beginning. And then it doesn't seem so weird structurally. Like this is a mess of a story. If you're doing a show about Brittany Brown, you can do an episode about Emily Lind. You can do that because we are connected. You cannot then do a show about Emily's friend, Peter, who Brittany has never met or even heard of before. I don't know, man. I want to know about Peter now. It's like, it's just, it's not how storytelling works. And I, I mean, it doesn't help that Luke, when they first saw Luke, I'm like, oh, Luke looks better than he did in The Mandalorian. But, and I still think he does overall, but... Anytime he'd like, he'd suddenly like turn his head to the side, and for some reason, like one side of his face looked much worse than the other side of his face. And 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 what is a very weird turn because it's the exact opposite of what I would have expected. The close-ups look better than the far-away shots. I. It's just and it's like the fucking. It just goes on and on and on and again. This is only a seven-episode series, and you were telling one continuous story for four episodes. Even if this was an episode of The Mandalorian, I would still be pretty disappointed. Because what I'm about to say, I don't know if you're going to find this very surprising, but I've realized I do not give a fuck about Disney's main marketing, Little Yoda. I don't give a fuck about Baby Yoda anymore because Baby Yoda left. Baby Yoda want to go do what Baby Yodas are, you know, apparently supposed to do. We become, like, great strong Jedi. And I accepted that. I accepted that, you know what? Baby Yoda is going to Baby Yoda school to learn how to be a Baby Yoda. And then when you bring Baby Yoda back, and then bring him back with having to make a terrible... You have a baby make a decision like that? I mean, sure, it was fucked up in The Phantom Menace that Qui-Gon took Anakin away from his mother... And then you also brought a very good point that this teacher asshole Luke Skywalker is the same fucking Luke Skywalker who didn't kill Darth Vader because he still felt he was good in him. That was his feelings, his attachment to his father. So you're telling me that this motherfucker, that we need to listen to him 
because his dad was a good Jedi. And then let's not forget the weird one night stand thing that Luke was doing to Ahsoka being like, am I going to see you again? Like, what the fuck was that, Dave? Like, Dave, what the fuck is this fan fiction bullshit? Why am I supposed to be, you know, having a heart attack because two characters that were connected with Anakin Skywalker are now on screen together. This is just an excuse to bring everything together for the fans. And I think it was fucking dumb. I think it was embarrassing. I think it was a waste of time, space, and CGI. Like, Lucasfilm could have done so much so much more with the amount of money they spent on weird fucking Luke Skywalker robot shit. Like, I think it's ridiculous. Like, I am still so upset. That I showed that I was really enjoying about a character that I was really getting to know. Like, Boba Fett only had, like, ten seconds of screen time in the past two episodes. And then... Yeah, and didn't, I believe, didn't have a single line. How are we supposed to go into a season finale with a character that we haven't seen in three weeks and be like, Oh, yeah, I'm reading for you, Boba. Like, I, I don't understand this, and I don't understand how fandom is working right now where we're all forgetting that hold on like i know it was cool seeing luke skywalker i know it was cool seeing ahsoka and r2 and luke's failed jedi temple being built but i came here for boba yeah also like at least fucking work him into the story then like you introduce you, you I mean, they. I didn't. I don't. I don't like Ahsoka, and I don't like her portrayal in the Mandalorian. But at least they work her into the actual story of the goddamn Mandalorian. Like here, okay, yeah, I'll be. I'll. I'll like. I. I'm okay with Cad Bane showing up because Cad Bane has something to do with the goddamn Boba Fett story. Like that is the story you are telling from for four solid episodes in a row in the in this book of Boba Fett show. So if you want to have them, like, if you want to bring them in, bring them in. Don't just have a complete separate show that you're doing within your show. And when you bring characters into a show, you should bring them in not entirely different than the characters they were from the last time you saw them. I feel like with Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker was a different person. And even Ahsoka, too. Like, I had complaints about Ahsoka from the first time that we saw her. But her being this, like, riddle, mystery-type person, like, she's trying to be, like, a Jedi Master when she didn't want nothing to do with the Jedi. She said, fuck the Jedi for accusing me of bullshit I didn't do. And then... Yeah, and she's so fucking, like, she's so fucking smug about sending the Mandalorian away from the little fucking... It's his son. Like, that's gross. Like, have some goddamn sympathy for the dude. I think what I hated the most was the moment when Luke was talking to Grogu and he's like, you know, I used to know someone like you. His name was Yoda. I was like, I'm done. Like, I, you know, when someone's about to like break up with you and like you feel like it. Like, you feel, you feel it, like, okay, like, you feel like your heart kind of drop, like, oh, like, it's over. Like, I think that's truly how I felt about Star Wars, was that it's turning into, I used to know someone named Yoda. He was just like you, and he was very old, and here's his lightsaber. It's yours, 
if you forget about your dad. Awful. 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 I'll admit, I was excited when Cad Bane showed up. Again, because he's, he's part of the fucking Boba Fett story. Yeah. And when, because I was like, I'm like, oh, we're back to Timmy Olfond again. I'm very happy. And you see the figure in the desert. And I just thought, I was like, wait, is that is that who I think that is? Oh my god, that's who I think it is. And it's Cad Bane. And I'm still not sure how I feel about his look. I don't need it to look exactly like it does in the cartoon. Because I think you have to make some differences because things will look goofy. I think some of it's still not right. Like, I think his teeth should be a little less pointy. He could be a little bit more blue and still look good. If you're going cartoon Cad Bane, the hat should be bigger. But I also think, yeah, if you stuck that huge hat on a live action figure, it would probably look dumb. And then I became extremely scared because I just was like, oh, my God, they're going to they're going to fucking kill Cobb Vanth right here. I was certain of it. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. I was so mad. He got shot. But if they were going to kill him, they would have killed him in that episode. Yeah, he... Like, the fact that he's alive at the end of the episode and everybody's rushing to help him, that's not how you end an episode if you're killing him the next week. But again, he is part of the story. He is, like, talking about the syndicate and the drugs and threatening Cobb Vanth, which is in turn, like, going to be threatening Boba Fett. So it makes sense to bring him in. You know... If this episode was just, you know, Mando went to Cobb for help, and Cobb met Cad Bane, and Cad Bane is bad, and then Cad Bane shoots Cobb bad, then that would have been less worse than what I was forced to watch on my television. Emily, that was so fucking bad. Like, well, then you could have maybe had some goddamn time to have some goddamn Boba Fett in your Boba Fett TV show. I've contemplated. <sighs> oh, I've contemplated a lot of, you know, how I want to continue how I view Star Wars or how I view fandom as a whole. But I think the responses from this episode has really shown me that there's no way that it is going to return to what it used to be. To pre-The Last Jedi being... <laughs> well, actually, the, the, the problem is it's going to be what it was before. And that means everything that it was before, just all those characters repurposed into new ways. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, no. Like, this is just... I am so blessed that I can sit here with you and just have this unfiltered conversation about how terrible this episode was because I feel like this episode has received such a big hand job because of all the big A-list Star Wars actors or CGI fucks that have appeared in this episode. And no disrespect to anyone that liked this episode. I don't want you guys to listen to this episode and think that I fucking hate you because you like this. Now I just fucking hate this show. Like, if you like this show, that's fine. Like, people like things I don't like and that's okay. Like, people still like Kanye West for some reason. But that's just their personal thing. But I am terribly nervous for Obi-Wan now. 
seeing what <sighs> Dave has done and yeah. Favreau, like I unfortunately feel like Favreau has a lot of blame for this too. And I feel like, you know, how the season two finale of Mando went, I feel like they saw that and thought, oh my God, like this is what the people need is, you know, surprises and cameos and everything. I had a feeling that, you know, this would be cameo central. I was personally not expecting like Luke and Ahsoka. Like, yeah, yeah. We were worried about Cameo Central, but we thought those cameos would have something to do with Boba Fett. We thought it was going to be like, oh, they're going to bring in every bo- every bounty hunter who was ever in Star Wars. Oh my god, I wish it had been that. I do too. Like, I feel terrible that I was sitting here shitting on the, the possibility of Cameo Central USA when what we got last week was, like, I... Dude... I can't believe how much I want to see Dengar instead. Because at least Dengar would be hanging out with Boba Fett. We got no chrysanthemum in this episode. Like, what the fuck is even the show? Yeah, like, yeah. why are we no, not well, getting what we want? What we did get was see Jennifer Beals die. I don't want that. I want to see. I want to see more of her. She's awesome and cool. And runs a cool sleazy club. A lot of people who run Sleazy's Club. Those are, I, that's like my Star Wars characters. People who run a Sleazy Club, all about that. Especially if you were as hot as Jennifer Beals. Can we stop killing hot people in Star Wars? Like, can that be, like, can we, like, make a call to someone to be like, can we, like, replace, like, auto-tune robot Luke with Jennifer Beals? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it'd be better for little, the ba- little baby Yoda to be hanging out with Jennifer Beals. He'd be getting a much better education. I'm just done with him. Like, I'm done with that little fuck, you know? Like, I I liked him for what he was, but, like, now that he's just some Disney prop, like, I'm sick. It's sick. Like, I I don't like it anymore. Like, I feel so bad that I, like, am so angry about this cute little puppet. But I am because, like, Disney has taken Grogu and been like, you know what? You're going to make us billions of dollars, so we're going to put you in everything you know like he's gonna fucking show up in obi-wan somehow i fucking know it but you know i'm so nervous for obi-wan but for some reason like andor like i'm really hoping that andor is just gonna be this like quiet little safe place we have on the hill where like no one comes and fucking bothers us because i'm there with my pitchfork ready to fucking fight i really like they're still gonna yeah they're still gonna find a way but there's there's certain stuff they just can't do in Andor. Like, they can't bring in the Mandalorian Good. in Andor. Also, and God bless him for this, fucking Stellan Skarsgård said in an interview that they're, they're, they're already working on season two of Andor, which is totally not official, but he said in an interview because that dude does not give a fuck. And it makes me laugh very hard. That's awesome. But please, I'm fucking done with Mando. I'm done with him. Like, I hate... When something I like turns into this, like, Disney propaganda money, money, money. And it's like... Well, no, okay, that's okay. I, I feel like we should stop saying Disney because then it becomes, oh, the Disney era of Star Wars. This is Star Wars's fault. This yeah. is fucking Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni is Star Wars now. This is all, like, this has his stink all over it. This is Lucasfilm is what they're doing now. Yeah, and I just mean, like, because, you know, they're Disney now. And, you know, 
you think of Disney and you now you think of Star Wars because like they bought Star Wars and yeah like I don't mean to say that you know this is Disney Star Wars's fault it's just that you know Disney's making a whole shit ton of money because they're putting Grogu and all their shit I'm I'm waiting for them okay Dooney and Burke when are you gonna make a Grogu purse like I know I'm pretty fucking pissed off about Grogu but maybe if I see him on a purse I might want to buy that because, like, there have been no cute Duty and Burks lately. Like, there's a horse one now. And I'm thinking, great, for the fucking horse people, they get they get purses. What about a Star Wars fucks over here? I'd like to buy another Star Wars purse. Like, I still have... Why? Why? Well, you don't want to buy it. You are so mad at Star Wars right now. And you still want to buy a Star Wars purse? You are the fucking problem. I am the... No, I'm totally kidding. I... I... I want to find a purse I like. And I only like the Duty and Burke ones. And buy a plain Duty and Burke one. They, I don't... They're boring. They don't have, like... Pixar characters like isn't it nice to have a purse with all the Disney cats on them like isn't that fucking nice but th- that's th- that's the thing that's what I need to stop doing is blaming Disney for this shit like th- I just feel like Lucasfilm like what are you doing man like this is just why are you catering to it all it all it all it all like I mean you look at you look at fucking Rise of Skywalker and what they did there and it's just so evident what they're about now which is catering to the fucking worst of fandom and look not everybody in who enjoyed this episode is the worst of fandom but the worst of fandom also enjoyed this episode hey and they were the they they are the reason that we'd never gonna get a fucking ryan johnson stars again or anything new or interesting or daring in the slightest what happened to the people who were like sending death threats to Ahmed Best and like saying that the prequels were like the worst Star Wars? Like, aren't they the motherfuckers who were sitting there crying watching this episode because they were so happy? Yeah. Because the only thing that matters is nostalgia. We're never, we're never going to get anything interesting again because it's all about the. Again, it's all about that goddamn pointing at the screen because you recognize something. It is. Everything is just going to be ready. It's like Star Wars is just going to be Ready Player One if every reference in Ready Player One was Star Wars. And that's the problem, I think, truly with fandom right now is that they're so focused on, you know, pointing at the screen being like, oh, my God, I know this. But, like, forgetting that we need stories we need development we need new characters we need this or that. Like, I feel like the more that we dwell on the past... We're not going to get anywhere. You know, we're getting so many different variations of Luke Skywalker that I'm fucking bored with him now. Like, the Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi was amazing. He was surprising. He, he was like he was like a person. He was interesting. He had, like, obviously been through some shit and was super flawed and also was played by a fucking actor. New Star Wars can't relate. We're going to get this Ahsoka show where she's going to pretend to be this, like, Jedi Master also who's, like having one night stands with luke skywalker which shout out to josh chapman because i believe that he was the one that tweeted that and like that's been on my mind like rent free like since this episode aired like thinking that like they fuck they might fuck and that's weird because she used to be friends with his dad this is like indiana jones you know the last crusade when elsa was having sex with both the joneses i mean no disrespect but like damn girl or or earlier when Indiana Jones is like hitting on a chick that he knew when she was 13 but you know because he used to like drink it with her dad speaking of fucking problems with George Lucas Jesus Christ the, uh, 
I might just not watch Ahsoka at all. Yeah, and then I'll just tell you about it and be like, this is fucking dumb, and you'll just agree. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the character. I mean, I liked her okay in Clone Wars. I don't like her how she's been on these shows. And I don't... I don't like Rosaria Dawson as an actor or as a person. So... And what, like, what am I going to watch the show for fucking Ezra? Come on. I'll watch, maybe I'll watch one episode so I can see how cool fucking Lars Mikkelsen looks as Thrawn. But I don't care about Thrawn. He's boring. Timothy Zahn's books suck. I need Chuck Wendig to create some new Star Wars characters so that we can, like, put them in Star Wars. <gasps> oh, Jesus. We didn't even talk about this. And honestly, I feel bad because I didn't even think about it until he tweeted about it. So, in the Aftermath trilogy... Chuck Wendig created Cobb Vanth. We've mentioned that before because mm-hmm. we love Cobb Vanth. We love Chuck. We love Emily's friend Chuck Wendig. Yeah. Yeah. I also believe he, like, he's the one who, like, called the place Freetown and all of that shit, which they do in this episode. I think, I believe that's also Chuck. Not even a special thanks to in the credits. Which is something that Marvel, for all they fuck over their writers of, like, comics who they have heavily based their movies on, they at least in the credits be like special thanks to so and so not 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 a single thing it's bullshit it's so gross i hate them that makes me like, so yeah, sad they they legal- yeah like yeah legally you don't have to he wrote a, a that's ip that is work for hire everything he created those the books you own but just like basic fucking decency you give the guy a special thanks it just makes me sad that someone created a character who's like well known and everyone everyone likes Cobb, and the fact that he needed to get like a fucking thank you, like that's just so disrespectful. Yeah. And it's sad when something that you've grown up with and you start to see their true colors, but then it's just it's just such a bummer. Like to think of like the blood, sweat, and tears that possibly went into you know Chuck creating these characters, creating these dilemmas creating everything yeah. and and all the shit that he put up with in doing so I'm, 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 i hate it it's just a bummer what star wars has turned into and i love like the contrast of like someone else talking about this episode like oh my god star wars is back oh my god it's it's here it's here and we're just like this is our funeral for star wars like we're you know wearing we're all wearing gray it's a cloudy day i just want i want to see boba fett again but i'll only go like like what then like 40 minutes they're gonna wrap this story up and i assume also touch on the stupid fucking grogu shit and show luke a billion more times i don't know yeah you know, I t- eventually would like some more Boba Fett on my Boba Fett show. It just doesn't make sense. Like, the the storytelling in these past, like, couple episodes, and then them just being like, let's see what Mando's up to. Because everyone's probably wondering, like, what's he up to? You know, they're probably bored with this Mandalorian, with this, you know, Boba Fett stuff. And, you know, they're probably thinking, like, what's Mando up to? What's Grogu? Then don't make a show about Boba Fett. If you are writing a show about Boba Fett and you think, I don't think we have enough story here to write a show about Boba Fett, you know what the answer is? 
you're not the person to write a show about fucking Boba Fett. Yeah. I I remember on Wednesday night after watching this episode, like, I was so mad that, like, I couldn't sleep. Like, I was still, like, fueled with rage, with... I was pretty mad. And I don't think a show has ever made... Or just something that... I'm so torn about this because, you know, I'm sitting here and I do a podcast about Star Wars, you know? Like... I I think of Star Wars and think of, you know, my bonds with, like, my family and, you know, with Carlos and, you know, with you. And just seeing what it is now is just such a bummer. And then just seeing just... I feel like we're the only ones that are saying this and sharing this. And it we're definitely not. And it's it's nice to know that like we're not, but I feel like I need to hear more opinions and hear more uh, where what's Robo doing? How is Robo? <laughs> Robo I need I a Robo report because Robo I would I would pay to hear what Robbo has to say about these last two episodes, I just, I don't understand what's going on. And Star Wars is not back. <laughs> I mean, if my Star Wars is back means you're seeing things that you've seen before, then yes, it definitely is. It is, there's a whole lot of Star Wars in this Star Wars, which is, I think, <laughs> something that, that Robbo said. Is is that's what Star Wars is to Dave Filoni is just putting Star Wars in your Star Wars, but I mean there were some parts of this episode that were like nice. It's just it's like the forced positivity I feel from like Star Wars sometimes, where like you have to like everything or you have to be positive about everything because if you're not positive about everything, that says a lot about you. Like I think that's bullshit because I think that we should be more honest about what we're feeling inside because I think a ton of more people are like Emily and I and like totally fucking hated this shit. Because I know you're out there. You don't have to say who you are. Because, like, you know, like, that might be hard to, like, come out and say that, like, you think this is shit. Because, like, honestly, it's hard to admit that to yourself at first. But, you know, I I think that it's good to not be so fucking positive about everything all the time. Because sometimes that's yeah. just not how shit is. Sometimes shit you sucks. Can look at stuff, you can look at stuff you like critically. And we're not, look... We're not starting petitions. We're not fucking tweeting at the writers on Twitter, like telling them how much they suck. We're on our own podcast and our own Twitter feeds being like, hey, we hated this shit. That's how you hate something. You don't fucking like send authors death threats or harass them three years later or reply to every single thing that Ryan Johnson tweets being like at what hey why did you ruin star wars like that's terrible but on your own thing like just be and then you know like just be mad about it on your own stuff and then it's fine and also like forget about it in like three fucking weeks yeah exactly like no disrespect to any of the writers any of the directors like i don't have any personal vendettas against you know dave or john i just don't agree with what they did 
And sometimes it's nice to, you know, agree to disagree and not take it to the next step, which is fucking personal. Or the motherfuckers that tag the directors and writers and post saying, your shit is terrible, you should go die. Like, that is horrible that, you know, people result to, you know, I don't like something, I'm going to go to the directors and writers' personal Instagram pages or their Facebook page, be like, you know what, you're a bag of shit. You should know this. Like, what's the fucking point of that? Like, that says a lot about you as a person feeling like you have to do that. Like, this isn't fucking Yelp. But also, too, if you're doing that to Yelp, then that says a lot about you. Because so many people are working hard to live and you're shitting on that. And I feel like, too, that goes with, like, writing and everything. Like, if you hate a restaurant, that doesn't mean you should go on Yelp and say this restaurant should well, go to hell. I, but I mean, I mean, yeah. But I think I think you could be like, hey, this restaurant served me raw chicken. Maybe don't go there. Exactly. And and Star Wars served me fucking raw chicken this week. Yeah, like it's like saying like this restaurant served me raw chicken and everyone there should die. Like no, like there are ways to say if I did not like this episode, I fucking hated this episode. But I am keeping this here because this is a space for me and Emily to discuss this podcast because it's our podcast. I'm not going to a Dave Filoni Facebook group and saying, you know what? Fuck this episode because what's the fucking point of that? Like, why this is a conversation Emily and I are having because we agree and we're sitting here discussing an episode that we thought was shit. Let's keep it that way. Let's be respectful and like I don't understand why it's so fucking hard for people to be good human beings. But we're still running that issue. I don't know. I'm just... I'm really... I think one of the reasons I'm disappointed in these last two episodes is how much I liked those first four when I wasn't expecting to. And so it was such a nice surprise the show we had, like, we were shitty going into like we're like we're it's just gonna be a fucking you know like we don't care about Boba Fett we liked more but it's not gonna like we don't care we're not invested in it and then we both liked it and it was so nice to just have this nice little contained story that didn't have galaxy wide like things it was just this nice little story about our dude Boba Fett becoming a crime lord and like fighting some drug dealers and that that makes it worse than if I just hadn't liked the show from the beginning. It sucks when you're invested in something. And it's like I, I go back to like a relationship. Like you're invested in a relationship. But then like you find out like they're like a fucking serial killer or something. And it's like you have to break up. Like it's just it's like fucking horrible. <laughs> this may be a little, maybe a little extreme. Because you could just go with like they're an asshole. Well, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because then it's like you think you know the person. And you think, you know, they're never going to hurt me and all this shit. And you find out they're fucking killing other people. Like what the fuck is that? Like you're shocked and you're like thinking like. You did. You shouldn't. Why are you dating Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks kills people? Mm-hmm. But Tom... He's a serial killer. That's why I don't like him. Uh, We've talked about yeah, this. I know. He's secretly a serial killer. I know. But then it's like you think of Tom Hanks and you think of like... Like just like happy things. Like how like somewhere in the world someone's favorite movie is that thing you do. <laughs> and I hope never to meet that person. <laughs> Well, you have, because his name is Rusty. 
I don't know. Like, I don't... Like, I just, I don't even, like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore, because it just, it makes me angry that I don't like it, and that everybody else, like, I, I don't like, like, disliking things, I especially don't like disliking things, and everybody else is so goddamn in love with it, it just makes me sad. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, yeah. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm this, yeah. like, negative ass, like, it was so funny, I was, it was with my brother and sister the other day, and they're kind of giving me shit. They're like, geez, you're just a rainbow of sunshine with your review of Boba. And I'm like, that's a thing. It's not Boba anymore. Like, I don't give a shit about Luke Skywalker. Like, I mean, I do, but not this Luke Skywalker. Like, you know, I feel like less is more. And the fact that we have seen luke skywalker this much is like too fucking much for me which makes me again nervous for obi-wan because i'm gonna see like way too much of fucking ewan mcgregor and i hate saying that but unfortunately i feel like i have to seeing like what star wars is becoming like it's gonna become this like nostalgia bullshit where they're gonna put weird cgi clone troopers again with flashback scenes which like could we talk about how shitty this the flashback scenes have been the last two episodes (laughs) because it's kind of embarrassing like you have like little baby yoda like looking all scared to seeing these clone troopers that were from like the 2005 version of battlefront like that's honestly what it felt like to me yeah yeah, it was a video game cutscene. It was bad. It was so bad. And I'm bad. like, I know I'm supposed to be like I'm supposed to be like terrified and scared for the little baby Yoda and feel so bad for him when they zoom in close on the little baby Yoda face. But I'm just like, it's just like everything else looks so terrible and also it should be in a different TV show that I did not care. I was really hoping because uh, I feel like it was like a Mike Zero rumor that like uh, Mace Windu was going to be in Star Wars again or something. So like I was seeing that scene. I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm about to see Mace Windu and I'm about to break my television. I I thought so, too. I, I was like, oh, no. I know. Like I was thinking like this is possibly. Well, I mean, I feel like I said that last week, like all the things I didn't want to happen in this episode happened. And I feel like that would have been like the icing on the cake. But but it's weird because if you would have asked me like four or five weeks ago about like what I don't want to see in Boba Fett, like I would be like, yeah, Cameo Central USA. But like this was a different Cameo Central. Like this was Cameo Central like Canada. Like I don't I I no disrespect to Canada, but like I I what? I didn't even I didn't even know Luke Skywalker was a goddamn option to see on this show. I I didn't either. And as soon as I saw R two, I was like, "Fuck!" Like I I can't believe I was so mad to see a little droid that has done nothing bad. You know, he's a good droid. I mean, sure, like he could have done more sometimes. But I mean, we all could have done more some things. You know, like it, 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 that's that's totally normal. But the second I saw him, I'm like motherfucker we're gonna see him we're gonna see cgi boy luke i don't know why even put mark in the in the in the credits if he doesn't even fucking do anything i don't know fucking i don't don't know i'm just i don't know i don't know what to say like what a what a disappointing turn yeah uh I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. We're, okay. Let's not talk about stars anymore. <laughs> Unless you have anything to wrap up. No, I don't. I just, 
I'm fucking done with Grogu. Like, either have him in the show or don't. Like, make your fucking decision. Don't give us this bullshit where he's gonna go off with Luke and save the galaxy when we all know that's a fucking lie. And he's gonna be back in season three of The Mandalorian. Just keep him there, for God's sake. Like, don't do this to us, you know? Like, don't give us scenarios where, you know, you're trying to tell us this is gonna happen and then it doesn't happen and just kidding. Like, and then nostalgia hitting, like... Just tell us a fucking story. Like, that's all we want. But I guess you're catering to, you know, the bad side of fandom. So, I mean, there's nothing we can do. You know, there's there's nothing we can do. We can just sit back and just, you know, honestly give our thoughts yeah. to something that a lot of people probably are hesitating to, you know, critique. Because I feel like I was like that, you know, like the first couple hundred episodes where it was hard for me to critique something I loved. And then I turned into this hatred filled beast and I've never been happier. <sighs> Nostalgia is poison. It is. I don't like it. It is the it is the fucking death of creativity and it makes me sad. But Brittany, where can people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Kent Oprah. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is at Cantabite Pod. I swear to God, like, you can tell us your opinions. I don't mind that. But if you yell at us for disliking this episode, you're just going to get blocked. Um, you can email us, CantabitePod at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, I don't know if anybody's still listening after all the ranting. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Robbo, if he has time. Otherwise... Again, I don't blame people for not listening because it, it sucks if you like something. Like, nobody wants to listen to two hours of people shitting on it. But I think there's legitimate problems with, even if you like it, if you can't admit that this is weird storytelling, then then I think you have to you have to think about that again. Because um, you can enjoy something and still realize they d- maybe didn't do it in the best way possible. But other than that... Fuck it. We'll we'll talk to you guys next time and hopefully won't hate it as much and we'll actually be able to see goddamn Boba Fett. Bye. Probably not. Bye. Bye. Uh, can't do bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest. Be a can't do bitch. Brittany, the Janja, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendo Bitch number one.